0: Why'd you come today? I didn't hear anybody said because I'm supposed to. It's Sunday. (laughs) Although you might have thought that. We came to encourage one another. We came to hear from the Lord. We came to worship the Lord. We came to give him all glory and praise and honor that he is due. And you know, when I think about the Lord, that's a song, but I'm not going to sing it. What made me love christ was not all of a sudden i just figured out how to do life it was because when i couldn't love myself when i couldn't figure life out for myself when i knew something was still missing when i was going through a really tough time i told you guys it wasn't until my later teen years early 20s that i understood what it meant that yes jesus loves me It was in the middle of depression and anxiety and things like that that I I started to realize He loves me It wasn't that I figured things out, it was I understood He wants me for right where I'm at Broken, messed up, confused, not knowing how to do life, not liking my own self And he said, I want you, Rick I want you, Alan I want you, Jane, and he he, he loves us right where we're at. So this morning, I want you to understand that as we worship, if you're in here, you don't know the Lord, he wants you. He loves you, and you can experience that love today. We're going to worship, and we're going to praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for who you are, and God, I thank you for taking me, for taking us as sinners that we're headed on a path of destruction. Lord, thank you for wanting us, for saving us by dying on the cross for us. Thank you that we are forgiven, not just of everything in our past, God, we are forgiven daily when we mess up and make mistakes. And Lord, there is such beautiful grace found in you and mercy. And Lord, we're going to sing about you. We're going to worship you. We're going to give you worship from the depths of our heart. God, as appreciation for what you've done in our lives. Lord, I pray that each one of us in here just shuts everything else out right now. And our hearts and our minds are locked in on you. And God, that we understand our worship affects people around us as well. So let us be focused on you today, God. Holy Spirit, do mighty things in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: to me.
2: Gone before us, and all who will believe, will sing the song of ages to the Lamb. Your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name.
3: today. I thank you for your Holy Spirit and how you minister to us when we need you most. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are lifted high, God. High and lifted up. Exalt your name forever and ever and ever. see you all in church today it's just amazing the Holy Spirit brings us together it's just amazing to worship with you all in this one room together and online I hope you feel that as well we're coming together as one body of Christ to worship the one
0: risen Savior well praise the Lord thankful for the freedom to worship with a praise team that follows the lord and is anointed by the lord appreciate them oh goodness 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 here's something for somebody real quick if you're tired of walking in the wilderness in the situation that you're in try being obedient to god give that to you some of you are wandering around wandering around wandering around you're getting tired of it be obedient to God all right let's get started in the word I'm excited about what God has given me for today (laughs) I know you guys are like what kind of title is that Hmm. you smell that You smell that? <laughs> do you smell that, Mark? <laughs> he said no. check again. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Everybody gets nervous when I come close to him. Don't look at him. Do you smell that? Hey, you smell that? You do? It smells good. It smells clean. Smells clean? Do you smell that? <laughs> Let me make my way over here. See what it smells like over here? <laughs> if you're a first-time guest, I love you. You smell that? You smell that? You smell that? It smells good. I'm telling you, it does. Amy, do you smell that? She smells it. You smell that? He does. I don't know what he's talking about. but <laughs> Riley, do you smell it? <laughs> Smells good. Do you smell that? And I promise I'm going somewhere with this today. And it's not where you think I might be going some of you, but do you smell that? So, we're going to turn in our Bibles to Luke chapter 7. This is one of my favorite favorite I've preached probably out of this a few times since I've been here, but it's one of my favorite stories. To read to talk about. But Luke chapter 7, we're going to be in verse 36 to start. Do you smell that? And you may not even think through this whole story. You might think, oh, that's what he's talking about. But I promise at the end, you'll understand. Do you smell that? Luke seven thirty-six. Are you ready? All right, here we go. One of the Pharisees, asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. Now, I'm just going to stop each a little bit as we get through this and work through this. But one of the Pharisees, known as Simon, asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and he sat down to eat. Now, this this wasn't unusual. Uh, Pharisees, Sadducees, teachers, they they came together and they gleaned off each other and they talked. And a lot of times they would do this in a setting where people could come. It wasn't like locked away in a home somewhere. It was more of a outdoor kind of event place where they can come and, and listen to what these guys were talking about and, and learn as they're talking together. So what, for whatever reason, this Pharisee asked Jesus to come. Hopefully he had, he had good intentions. It doesn't really say. A lot of the times they were trying to trip Jesus up and get him to make mistakes in his ministry, but he's asked him over to come to his home, And to sit down and have a meal. Verse 37. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Now, how many of you right there said, oh, that's what he's talking about. Do you smell that? It's not quite what I'm talking about. But again, I'll get there. Now, I'll stop here after 37. A certain immoral woman. Now, a lot of scholars that study this, Say she was a prostitute from that city, of that city. Uh, she had heard he was eating there and she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. So being a prostitute from what they everybody studies and gathers, she would have been known. People would have known who she was. She would have stood out. Um, she may have had... Thinking about this big group of people that are gathered here to learn and listen, she may have had customers in that crowd. Customers who, all of a sudden, in this story are probably like, oh, I hope she doesn't say anything. <laughs> but she was known in the city. She brings this alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume, and then, verse 38, then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. And then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. It says that she brought this expensive perfume, which, as they study this also, was a year's wages. And she brings this, and she pours it out on Jesus. But she knelt behind him like, I was going to do an example, but I'm afraid I wouldn't get up too well because I swung at Top Golf yesterday and I don't want to lay down and try to get up, it would not be pretty. But in that time they would kneel or lay, lay down, kind of prop themselves on an elbow and knee from that way so his feet were behind him. So she's coming in again and this time uh, women weren't invited to these things to come sit at these tables as the men talked, um, but she she understood and i think beforehand she heard something that jesus said and she had already decided in her heart i am surrendering to him because he's forgiving me of everything i've done so somewhere before that before she comes into this this story in this picture she had known his teaching and she accepted and believed in who he was so she brings this again expensive perfume she kneels down behind him at his feet and just begins weeping I know when we first believe on Jesus and accept Jesus into our life and our heart and we surrender our life to him, a lot of times we will cry because we understand the love that he has shown us in forgiving the the nasty, dirty person, people that we were. But a lot of times after that, we don't get moved to tears when we think about all he's done for us. In this moment, she is weeping and her tears fall on his feet and she wipes them off with her hair. Now again, her hair should not be down. In those days, they always wore their hair up and they they only dropped it down for their husband. But she is pushing aside all customs, all things that are supposed to be this way, this way, this way. And she is just being at the feet of Jesus. In appreciation, and in worship. And then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. And as you read that, she kept kissing his feet. The same mouth that was used for prostitution is kissing the feet of Jesus now. And putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. And I'm sure if we back up to this dinner getting ready to happen, Simon probably thought to himself, what's the worst thing that can happen if I have Jesus over? Well, how about a prostitute shows up and start kissing Jesus' feet? (laughs) But he says this if he was a prophet. He's questioning Jesus. And a lot of times in the church when we see somebody come in and you want to say this doesn't happen. When we see somebody that do, that comes in that doesn't fit our mold of what they're supposed to look like in the church house, we start casting doubt on them. Ah, oh, they're not supposed to be here. I know what they've done. I know the things they've done. So right off the bat, Simon's forgetting that he was a sinner too. I'm a sinner too. You're a sinner too. We all have our stories. We all have things we've dealt with in our lives. So, shame on us for judging someone that comes into the house of God for the love of Jesus. Jake and I talked a little bit about this this week. Get the speck out of your own eye while you're trying to remove the plank from somebody else's, right? So, Simon's saying this in his head. (laughs) He thinks to himself, She's a sinner. And then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. (laughs) And Simon replies, Go ahead, teacher. Simon's about to get parabled. (laughs) I love when this happens throughout the Bible. (laughs) Then Jesus told him this story, verse forty one A man loaned money to two people, five hundred pieces of silver to one, and fifty pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom I whom he cancelled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. And then he turned to the woman. And said to Simon look at this woman kneeling here when I entered your home you didn't offer me water to wash the dust off from my feet and this was custom then as well when you had a guest in your home you gave them water because they're traveling around in sandals and dusty road dirty roads so he doesn't give them water but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair you didn't greet me with a kiss, another custom, customary thing that was done, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, another thing that should have been done, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many. Now, he recognizes she is a sinner. There's many sins going on. She has many. They have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. But a person who is forgiven little, we don't recognize what God, what Jesus has really done in our life, We're going to have this attitude like Simon sometimes when we don't understand the depths of what Jesus did for us, we're not going to love a whole lot. And I'm talking about Christians. If we ever forget what all Jesus brought us out of, what he continues to do for us each day, if we forget those things, we will not love like Christ loves. We will not share that love with other people. Therefore, they will not want to have anything to do with what we call faith in Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. It wasn't the acts of service that she was doing. It wasn't that her weeping and her her washing his feet with her hair or drying his feet with her hair and, and anointing him with oil. It wasn't that that saved her. It was her faith in Jesus and who he was. The result of her figuring that out before she came into this situation, this, this dinner, the result was because she knew she was forgiven, because she knew she could come unto Jesus and be saved and forgiven, she showed him as a result of her faith in him what he meant to her and the gratitude that she had in her heart. We don't get saved from works, from being a good person, from giving money to people, from doing things for people, we get saved because we believe Jesus is who he says he is. And we put our faith in that. And because of that, as a result of that, we show that with our life. Correct? Correct. There is fruit that comes from that. My life is surrendered to him. I understand who he is. And because of that, this is who I am. My actions will line up with a heart that's been changed. Her heart had been changed. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Again, Jesus recognized, and we need to recognize when people come in, and they're sinful, and you guys may know who they are, but the first thing that we should not be doing is casting judgment and doubting that God can change them. Or being afraid as they come into our presence. If you understood the supernatural power of God, then you understand that God can change any heart to one that wants to follow after him. Remember that as people come into Orchardville Church. We are to love. A person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. And again, I want to I hit on that again, that we have to understand every single day how much Jesus loves us. How much he loves us. Because as I thought about that this week and I thought about that in my worship, I should be moved to tears every time I get to worship my king because all I have to do is think about a a place where I used to be and understand that the love of Jesus changed my heart if he had not done that for me I don't know where I would be today if he had not done that for you you probably don't know where you would be today some of you may know because you were headed that way But in this story, do you smell that? We could be talking about the alabaster box of perfume. But I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. And this is where it's going to make sense for us today. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. verses 14 through 16 and it says this but thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? There is what I'm talking about, do you smell that? This shows me, again, and I've seen this over and over in my life and in the lives of other people, that God takes things, he turns them around and he works them for good. Do you smell that isn't so much about the alabaster jar and the perfume smell this morning You see that that smell would have been known in the streets of the city where she was from oh there she is again i smell her i smell her people knew who she was and what she smelled like but here she takes that same perfume and she annoys jesus with it something that she had been using for evil She now takes it and anoints Jesus, who's good. Mm. The greater forgiveness that you recognize that you have received, the more you will love, the more you will worship, the more you will serve our Lord. She did not earn Jesus's forgiveness here by her displays of affection. These things that she is doing are evidence of the forgiveness that she had already received. And she walked into that room smelling one way. Woo. She walked out of that room smelling like Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Sinners walk into this church one way, and we pray as they come in here that they find and they believe in, in Jesus and they surrender their life to Him so they can walk out smelling different as a fragrance that is pleasing to the Lord. She walked out smelling like Jesus and she was the only one to have the aroma of Christ because she took the time to be with him. Jesus gave her a new life and a new smell. She now carried the fragrance of Christ as she surrendered her life to him and took that message to all those around. It doesn't say that, but we know that when Jesus changes your life, you want to tell people about it. We are to testify about it. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up and we have to know this front to back perfectly. When really, that is good that you know the word. We want you to know the word. But your testimony speaks to people. If you're somebody that has been mixed up in drugs and alcohol and Jesus sets you free and you don't do that anymore. That speaks to people that are tied up in drugs and alcohol. If you're somebody that had a foul mouth and every other word was a cuss word, but then you came to Jesus and the sanctification process of making you more like Jesus changed you and you don't do that anymore and your mouth is clean, that speaks to people that have a cuss like a sailor. If you were a person that walked around with no hope and sad and depressed all the time, and you came to know Jesus and his love that he has for you and that he uniquely made you and you're his craftsmanship. If you, if you understand that and you come out of that into a place of my, my strength is now found in Jesus. He's my joy now. That speaks to people that are still struggling without hope. That's a testimony. And we tell people about Jesus and what he's done for us. That's not difficult because you lived it. She lived this, and she understood what he was doing in her heart and in her life and how he was changing her.
1: She
0: approached Jesus and didn't say a word. Her actions did it for her. Do I have people that in this house that boldly approach Jesus and show him how much he means to them? Do we have those people here at Orchardville Church that boldly approach Jesus? I don't care what's going on. I don't care who's around me. I'm going to show you how much I love you. Think about that when we worship. Are we letting him know and not caring about people around us that, that I love you, Lord, and I know what you did for me? I thank you for it. Those who recognize that they have been forgiven much will worship much. Ask yourself that. Do I know by my worship that I have been forgiven much? She was so caught up in the moment she forgot about everything else around her. This is the customs. You're not supposed to do this. You're supposed to do it like this. Legalism in the church. She forgot that ladies do not touch the rabbis. She forgot she wasn't invited to this dinner. All she cared about was pouring her heart out in worship. That's it. Grateful love for our Savior leads to passionate worship of our Savior. Grateful love of our Savior leads to passionate worship of our Savior. Do you smell that? Do you smell that? We as believers, as we're surrendered to him, as we are living for him, we are sharing the gospel and operating from the victory that Christ already gave us. We are giving off or we are a sweet fragrance to Christ and those around us. Do you smell that this morning? that's what i'm talking about when i go around you you come around me it should be jesus giving off jesus that fragrance of jesus to people around us do you smell that that sweet fragrance of life of a life that 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 knows it's been changed in a life that is giving life to others because of god do you smell that And it talked about in that that scripture in Corinthians, to those that are living in darkness and choosing that, we stink like a bad smell. But to those that are being saved, it is a sweet, sweet fragrance. The praise team would come back up and you guys will stand this morning. Do you smell that? Or might I change it to, Do you smell like that? I want for my life, for your life, to be a sweet fragrance to the Lord. Don't you want that? And again, to to read how she responded to Jesus. She knew who she was. She knew that everybody in that area knew who she was. And because of that, that stops a lot of people from coming to the feet of Jesus. You don't know how messed up I am. You don't know the things I'm doing. Again, possibly I've been with guys in this room, in this area right here that are here listening. She didn't care about any of that stuff. She understood the depths of the love that Jesus had for her, for all people. So if you're here this morning and you say, I'm ashamed of some things I've done, I'm talking to believers and unbelievers. Because right now, if you're a believer and you're not giving, up, giving out this sweet fragrance to the Lord as you live the life surrendered to him, you need to fix that. But if you're here this morning and you say, I'm so ashamed, I'm, I'm so, I can't believe I did some of the things I did. I want to encourage you just like the woman in this story. Don't let those thoughts stop you from getting to Jesus today. Don't let those thoughts that the enemy is trying to shame you with that the enemy is trying to keep a hold of you and not let you receive what Jesus has for your life. He has a plan and a purpose for you. You may be in here and be 10 years old. You may be in here and be 90 years old. Jesus has purpose for your life. And he loves you. He loves you. So whatever you've done, whatever mistakes you've made, he loves you. He wants to forgive you of those things. So as we pray, if you don't know the Lord as your savior, or maybe you've been running from him, and you know your life is not giving off that sweet fragrance unto God, because you've not been surrendered to him, I want you to come up this morning and surrender surrender. Don't don't worry about what people think. Maybe even the people right there by you that know you. Don't worry about that. The important thing is getting to Jesus. Getting to Jesus. Getting to Jesus. Father, right now we come to you. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that Father, I could have have had a bad week. People in here, Father, could have a bad week where we neglected you, we failed to spend time with you. Father, we we just didn't walk in your ways this week. Father, our life stinks. But God, if we will come to you, if we will spend time at the feet of Jesus, if we will worship you, if we will cry out, if we will ask for forgiveness, Father, you will give it. And today, Father, we can walk out of here smelling different. And we can give off that aroma, that fragrance that is pleasing to you. So Holy Spirit, have your way in hearts today. Lord, I bind up shame embarrassment in the name of Jesus, and I lose your Holy Spirit in people's lives. Lord, I pray they don't wait. They don't wait. A life spent with you, surrendered to you, obedient to you, is worth every single second. And you change us. And you give us hope. So Father, do a work in this place this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you come?
4: to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken I won't be shaken has a place to hide and I am not captive to lies and I'm not afraid to leave my past behind and I won't be shaken I won't be shaken my fear doesn't stand a chance when I say Stand a chance when I stay
0: to sing this bridge part. Don't forget what Jesus has done for you. Think about this story that we read today. Think about the gratitude she had in her heart because Jesus changed her. Think about that as we sing this next part. Don't you be shy about what Jesus has done in your life. Whatever that looks like, you shout it out if you need to kneel down in worship if you need to shout your thanks to him whatever that looks like you don't worry about people around you you thank him from where you were to where you are now because he pulled you out he saved you he gave you hope in your life so sing about that as we sing this bridge
2: come on my soul oh don't you get shy only lift up your song because you've got a lot.
0: matters your position matters in the pain if you will praise the Lord he will push that stuff out right now. And I remember who I was. I remember what I was mixed up in. I, re- I remember being a depressed teenager that did not want to live. I remember waking up dreading a day. I remember going to sleep at night crying because I just hated life. And again, I was, ra- I was raised in a Christian home but something inside of me said, you're going to be a loser. You're defeated all the time. And I walked around like that and I hid it from everybody. Everybody. And I think about the different things that happened in my life, the different ways that the enemy has tried to take me out. One of them a year and a half ago. And I think about all those things and I look at myself and I say, I'm still standing because God loves me. I know this life we will experience pain. I know we will. I know we do. I know there's still some to come, I'm sure. But your posture matters in those moments. Your posture, your position in those matter when it happens. If I walked around and I would stay in that defeated state, that depressed state, that that state of, oh man, this is happening again. If I stay in that position, if I posture that way, then I will stay there. But if I direct my eyes to Jesus and I surrender it to him, my posture, my position changes in the praise and he moves in with his presence. And he changes things. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for changing my life. We praise your name. We praise, your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. And I'm telling you, as you will spend time with the Lord, as you will worship him, as you will praise things change things shift it is impossible for darkness to dwell in the light you understand what i'm saying when you praise him when you worship him and you just start crying out to him he inhabits those praises and he pushes that stuff out man somebody some people aren't getting it but i'm telling you if you will praise him if you will spend time with him if you will be at his feet like she was in this story your life will change and when you walk around you will have that sweet fragrance unto God and people will say maybe not do you smell that but they'll say what is so different about you and that's the same thing as smelling it because your life is a fragrance a sweet fragrance to God walk around like that walk around like that smell that this morning that's why I said when I was walking around it smells good it smells good I see that in your lives